Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is when it starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We're beginning a brand new study and meditating through the book of Titus. Uh, if you want to look at Titus, it's living a Christ-centered life in a self-centered world. Or we could say living a God-centered life or a Word-centered life, but consuming yourself with our wonderful Lord in the midst of a world that's pretty self-centered. Uh, the world we live in uh, has a way of creeping into our lives. It's not easy to live a Christ-centered life in a self-centered, self-focused, self-absorbed world. Our personal stubbornness, slothfulness, sinfulness, and selfishness are evidence to the world's constant influence on our lives. For the next 30 days or so, as we meditate on Paul's inspired advice to Titus, we will see that the transformation that Christ makes in salvation, the enablement Christ gives through his grace, and the hope of Christ's imminent return will help us to keep our focus on our Lord Jesus Christ and off self. If we listen to Paul's counsel and follow Titus's example, we can learn to live with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God in our selfish world and to walk with self-control, common sense, and godliness in our senseless world. Now, two motivating factors exist. Both involve faith. Both are an expression of his undeserved and still amazing grace. One is what our wonderful Lord has already done, and the other is what he has promised to do. Paul shares these in one concise sentence. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is all in Titus 2, 11 through 13. What has our Lord already done? He graciously sent Jesus Christ to save us from the penalty, the power, and someday the presence of sin. How did he do this? He paid the price we were destined to pay, death. Jesus died. The penalty for one sin and many sins is the same, death. Those who refuse to accept Christ's payment for sin have to pay the penalty themselves, eternal death. The gospel is a great story where all who acknowledge their sinfulness are willing to repent of those sins and trust the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for their salvation will live happily ever after. What does our Lord promise to do? <laughs> Come again. Someday, hopefully soon, the magnificent glory of God will fill the skies as our Lord Jesus Christ returns as our eternal King to claim all those who by faith have put their trust in him. This is my hope. Think about it. There's not a lot of hope in our present world where everyone seems to be screaming, me, me, me. Self-centeredness is really nothing more than self-worship. And although it seems that this self-centered focus is escalating at warp speed in our culture, it has been ingrained in the hearts of sinful, selfish men since the days of Paul and Titus. What we see on ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox News was as prominent on the island of Crete as it is today. Titus was faced with a challenge. What did he do? He took Paul's counsel, rolled up his sleeves, and with a Christ-centered teaching and spirit-filled living, impacted the Cretans for eternity. God can do the same through our lives as we seek to live a Christ-centered life in our self-centered world. Hey, we're going to dig in. Here's a quick overview of what we hope to learn from Paul's counsel to Titus. Uh, Titus 1, 1 through 9, we're going to watch out for self-centeredness. Titus 1, 10 through 16, watch out for stubbornness. Titus 2, 1 through 8, watch out for slothfulness or laziness. 
Titus 2, 9 through 15, watch out for sinfulness. Then Titus 3, 1 through 8, watch out for spiritual amnesia. And Titus 3, 9 through 15, watch out for selfishness. I want to end with kind of um, a letter that maybe Paul would have written to Titus. My dear son Titus, to effectively evangelize and reach the island of Crete through the young church that has already been started, you must understand what and who you are facing. You will find four kinds of people. There will be some who are hopelessly depending on their own works for eternal life. There will be some who believe that their mission in life is to argue with everything you teach. There'll be others who have left the argumentative stage and are actually teaching lies and confusing young believers. Then there are many young spiritual leaders who must be encouraged to mature in such a way that their lives are free from hypocrisy and filled with a goodness that will draw unbelievers to Christ. Titus, you have your hands full. But remember that you are simply sharing with these Cretans what I've shared with you, Jesus Christ. He is the truth for those spreading lies and false teaching. He's the answer to all those questions others want to argue about. He is the example for all believers to follow. Take what you know about your God and Savior, Jesus Christ, and allow him to use you to capture the island of Crete. Sincerely, yours for Crete, the Apostle Paul. Hey, our time's up for today. I look forward to this study, and I hope it'll be an encouragement to you. But remember, today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a really good day.